to a show where we bring you movie news, reviews, and insights right here on our podcast. I'm Dylan Martin. Here with me is Jackson. Hi, I just came back from the, for the first time, Applebee's. Yeah, how was it? Did you like it? Uh, could have been worse. <laughs> yeah. Um, hi, I'm actually Dylan Martin here with Jackson. Hey, how's it going? And... Uh, this is a, this is a special episode because we're doing it in person. Yeah, you can probably tell already that the energy is a little bit different. It's very. Different. I get to look at you like in the actual <laughs> eyes this time. Yeah, we're like two feet away from each <laughs> yeah. other. It's a very intimate episode this time around. Absolutely. And we have a lot of movies to talk about. Um, I mean, where do we start? Uh, let's just get right into it. Yeah, I mean, I want to talk about Val. Okay. This comes from A twenty four. You could watch it on Amazon Prime. Uh, the narrator here is his son, Jack. Yeah, that's cute. Oh, that's cute, yeah. Um, where do we begin? Uh, are you familiar with Val Comer? Uh, I've only ever seen Top Secret, uh, so to hear him uh, already getting into it. Top Gun? Uh, I haven't seen Top Gun, despite really? that being like the reason <laughs> my dad got into the military. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Never seen it yet. I'm wow. going to. Right. Eventually. Um, but yeah, no really, no real history with with Val okay. other than Top Secret, which I saw actually pretty recently too. Uh, Didn't we watch it together? Top yeah, we Secret? did. We did. Yeah, a year or two ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love this documentary. Uh, I, I okay. Me growing up with Val Kilmer, I've seen well, of course, Batman Forever. Um, great movie, Jim Carrey and. Uh, great movie tom huh? lee jo- well i mean <laughs> a great performance from jim carrey and tommy lee jones um but uh, as far as that i mean i've seen top gun i've seen tombstone so i'm pretty familiar with val kilmer but this documentary just showed a completely different side that i never knew about i mean he went to juilliard yeah i didn't know that i thought he was just like a hollywood pretty boy at the time he was the youngest uh, person to be accepted to Juilliard and this movie is not even a documentary it's more of it felt like an art piece uh, a self-expressive yeah. art piece coming from Val Kilmer and what a life he lived uh, down to I want to say his life I, I mean his marriage going mm-hmm. in shambles like he wasn't he was open about that yeah very open about everything yeah, I want to, and then that movie that was brought up, the cursed movie that they shot in Australia. Yeah, the the island of Doctor Moreau. Uh, yes, that one had what's his name? Um, oh, Marlon Brando. Yes, like one of his like idols. He always wanted to work with, and it was like shit. Yeah, <laughs> like the whole thing. And then Brando wasn't even there like half the time. Yeah, like they had a. Completely... And then he finally got to talk to him, and then Brando was just kind of like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, and. And then going into the personal things, like uh, his younger brother passing away. Yeah. Like them growing up making movies and like how he always thought of his younger brother being like the best director he's ever known. And for him to die at 15. Yeah. Like that was uh, just terrible. And then like uh, his dad, his relationship with his dad and how that affected him. You know, things we don't really understand. You know, like, why do actors do these types of movies? Like, well, sometimes, you know, they, they need to, you know. Uh, I thought that was great. Uh, also, like, just him having a camera throughout his entire life. Yeah, he was vlogging before it was cool. <laughs> yeah, like, he, he was a true vlogger. Yeah. You know, and uh, we got to see Kevin Bacon Yeah, backstage. and uh, and Sean Penn. And Sean Penn. And everyone was just kind of like, 
okay, this dude's got a camera. Yeah. Okay. Sean Penn looked annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> like, from the first moment, like, he opens the door, he's yeah. like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, so, things like that. Also, also talking about uh, him going to Broadway, um, yeah. how he was supposed to be the leading man of that show, and then he, Kevin Bacon came in, and then he became second, and then Sean Penn came, and he's like, you're third, and he was like the butt of all jokes, mm-hmm. but... He still did it. Like, he... There's no small parts, only yeah. small actors. Yeah, and Val Kilmer truly was. He got to do Hamlet for Juilliard. Yeah. Which was great to see. I and... never really thought that Val Kilmer would be this serious about his art. Yeah, he really was. He just dove himself into it. Yeah, and uh, going back about Top Secret, uh, I love that movie. That, that movie's great. It's great, yeah. Uh, but... The way he talked about it made it seem like he didn't have the fondest <laughs> memories of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like how he practiced guitar for like f- three months and then the directors were like, nah, we're just going to have you fake it. <laughs> it's funnier if you don't play the guitar like, or you don't know how to play the guitar. Yeah, that was great. Uh, but again, it just shows you the commitment of the actor. Yeah. I don't know why I have here. Val Kilmer, you turkey. But that's what <laughs> his, his dad had called him that. Um, oh, he had auditioned for movies like Full Metal Jacket and Goodfellas. Yeah, he sent in, like, this full audition tape, too. Like, just full out. Just really, like, going in-depth before the before you even had the script in hand, I'm sure. Yeah. And he's like, hey, please, cast me in these movies. And, I mean, as we know, he wasn't, but... And even the way he was talking about Batman, like, who didn't want to be Batman when they were a kid, right? Yeah. And then he finally got the chance to, so why wouldn't you jump, you know, at that role? And then he just felt like a prop. Mm-hmm. And it shows you how serious he was taking acting. Yeah. And that's something that doesn't, you know, it doesn't, I'm not saying it doesn't translate through the movies, but you, like you said, like he was a pretty boy, you know, mm-hmm. and, he, and it, it just seemed like he got the roles because of that. But again, this documentary shows so much of him. No, yeah. He's like a real artiste. Yeah. He really takes his work seriously. Even down to when, you know, before... He had cancer well, with the throat. You know, mm-hmm. he was being... Uh, Mark Twain? Mark Twain, yeah. That whole show that he was doing. I had doing. no idea about that. Me either. And, and that, this is like his passion project. Yeah, like he was really in love with Mark Twain and for him to kind of embody that. And and, and he's in like the prosthetics and the makeup. Mm-hmm. And he just... He's unrecognized. I mean, obviously, it's a whole mask. But his yeah. performance going into it too, he's totally into it. So it made me appreciate... Kilmer so much more and just sad you know what has happened to him yeah yeah I mean that like that raw footage of him at comic-con yeah that that really just felt like soul-sucking yeah especially for someone like him how everyone is like oh thank you and they were calling him Batman and not Val yeah it's like imagine how he felt in that moment yeah and like I want to take a break and with cancer on top of everything too like damn and that's got to be the most like gut wrenching thing for as an actor for your voice to be taken away from you and you can't control it and to be honest it, it might not come back. No. Yeah, and his son sounds just like him. It's crazy. Yeah. And I love that moment. I mean, spoilers of the documentary. Yeah. Go watch it. I recommend it. But when you see your, his son like say the last lines of the documentary. And for him to come out of that booth and just embrace yeah. his father, it was just, uh, it, it was heartwarming and just kind of sad, you know. Just Bittersweet. 
very bittersweet, but this movie better win the Oscar. I'm telling you. Yeah, uh, I I don't know. Um, I I wasn't like too into it. That's probably just because I don't have the biggest relationship with Val as okay. a as a actor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I wasn't like as into it as you probably were. Okay. But yeah. um, it was probably more critical of it. Like, uh, my initial letterbox review was could have been shorter. <laughs> Oh, but, really? Yeah, but then I changed it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was good. I just didn't, yeah. like, uh, once they were, like, bringing all the interview clips in about him being, like, a prima donna and everything. Okay. Uh, that's where I thought, like, it was going to end, but then there was, like, another 30 minutes oh, okay. to it. And then we get all the Mark Twain stuff and, like, uh, him dealing with the death of his mom and everything. Yeah. Um, Which, I mean, like, that was all great, but I just thought, like, the pacing was a little bit weird. And that's all. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I I think I was just so just in love with Val Kilmer already. Like, just seeing him throughout the years, like Top Gun, just throughout all the decades. And then to see what has he has become, um, as sad as it is. Mm-hmm. But also, like, the reveal of him doing that Mark Twain show. I was like, oh, great, look at that. Like, even to, like, his last days of his voice, mm-hmm. he was still working and still, like... It just felt like he was trying to pursue something. And he's still working, like, the, all the, the scrapbooking he's doing and everything. Yeah, and it's crazy how, like, in a way, his his brother's art, the one that passed, still, like, influences him today. Because, mm-hmm. like, how he would hang up his uh, brother's drawings, like, wherever he went. And I feel like he's channeling his brother through his scrapbooking and all his art. So that was beautiful. And then also, again, going back to his brother, learning, you know, Juilliard and him going through Broadway and really working up the ranks up until he jumped into film. I thought that was all great. But I guess like my just my experience with Val Kilmer on screen only was why I was just so engulfed in the whole thing. And to learn more things about him was great. Yeah, uh, Juilliard was a huge, like, every time someone says that they went to Juilliard, especially when there's someone that you didn't expect, Yeah, like, pretty boy Val Kilmer was at freaking Juilliard, of all places, um, and, like, how he went into depth about, um, about Iceman, how there really Mm. wasn't much to him on the page, but he created this whole backstory for him, like, in his mind, and he really took even of all movies top gun so seriously <laughs> yeah every role he he went far beyond what was i guess what like what what ended up on the cutting floor or like top gun you don't you wouldn't think oh val kilmer went through this whole mind process of the yeah, character but like this character and his relationship with his dad and <laughs> yeah like maybe it was a little too much but it, it's something you gotta commend him for absolutely yeah, yeah. It, really a working actor and he really just it's an actor you really don't appreciate until you see something like this and they're they're gone essentially yeah yeah definitely well let's rate it um i give it a seven seven okay really a seven yeah you hate val kilmer no (laughs) if i hated him i'd give it a two okay that's fine that's fair yeah, I'll give it a nine. I, I, I was really in love with this wow. documentary. I uh, just, uh, everything from, again, like his scrapbooking, like his, it felt like him and in the credits, you see him a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. he did a lot 
of this documentary down he to shot him he's credited as cinematographer yeah really and it just felt like him telling his own story and using his son's voice to tell it was just uh, it was beautiful sweet uh yeah so i would give it a nine and i definitely recommend it though don't don't be thrown off by my score yeah no no yeah all right well let's talk about another icon of the 90s i would say (laughs) (laughs) great segue (laughs) thank you i worked on that one um candy man i guess this is going to be like kind of a double review yeah okay so we're going to talk about the 2021 but we're going to talk about the original along with it yes um let me see real quick so this comes who's the director of this one the the newest one yeah the newest one naya DaCosta, who's directing of all movies the marvels disney's marvels the marvels (laughs) oh this one is the i'm thinking of miss marvel no it's captain marvel 2 okay okay. yeah the sequel to the brie larson one okay got it yeah this one comes from universal studios right um and monkey paw monkey paw of course from jordan peele he's actually a writer on this one a co-writer a co-writer along with the director naya da costa and, and some other dude uh, win <laughs> rosenfield oh, i don't yeah anyways it stars i'm gonna butcher this name here come the shots yaya abdul martin there you go the, the second. second thank you uh tiana paris which speaking of marvel and all that we just saw her in wandavision oh yeah i was she looked familiar yep and at one point i'm like is this her? <laughs> um, it is. Wow. So I guess we had a little bit of a marathon of this one and the original. So I did, in vain of the movie, I did a little mirror marathon. Oh. So what I did was I watched the 2021 version and then went back to watch the first one, which I had never seen before. So this was all new to me. Yeah. All I know about Candyman is you say his name in the mirror. He shows up. Bloody Mary, all that kind of stuff. So, the urban legend. That's all I knew of it. So, where do I begin? Um, I guess uh, Abdul Mateen. He's uh, great. <laughs> <laughs> no? <sighs> okay. Initial thoughts oh, on the movie. Okay, well, yeah. Um, Initial Before thoughts. we get into specifics, um, it, it was great up until like the last 15 minutes. Okay, the third act, yes, did throw me off. Yeah. Everything felt so, like, precise. Not precise, but, like, um, it really felt like they knew what they were doing until they got to that third act. And then everything just kind of just got thrown out the window. Yeah, I... It felt like they didn't know how to end it. See, my problems kind of come throughout the movie. Okay. I thought it started strong. It was great. Uh, That last act, yes, it does. And not even the last 15 minutes. I think there's a point in the movie where the third act begins... And it it becomes a totally different movie. And I wished... I thought this movie was going to be a full-on reboot. I had no idea that there was going to be any connection to the other movies. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think I went into it not needing to watch the original. And then coming out of it, I'm like, damn, I should have watched the original. And watching the original, I was like, dang it, like so much is spoiled for me. Yeah. Yeah. And... But going back to this movie, I thought... Our main, our lead here was kind of just unlikable 
in a sense. I, I didn't really I get that. I get the striving artist that doesn't get his recognition and he goes into madness. Mm-hmm. But I guess none of it was kind of justified. Um, and then for me, especially thinking about the original where there was that like investigative element to it. Yeah, like halfway through the the original turns into like a completely different movie, but yeah. like in an interesting way. Yes, whereas this one I I was kind of scratching my head as to why he was even investigating anything to begin with. I mean, maybe his obsession over Candyman. Just what Candyman does to someone. We got to watch ourselves. That's true. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're not in front of any mirrors, That's so we're, true. we're fine. We're good. Uh <laughs> uh and then also uh, Tiana Paris, which is great. I loved her in WandaVision. Mm-hmm. I think I think she's going to be in the Marvels, right? Yeah. Yeah, so she'll be working with the director. Uh, I want to see more of her in that role. This one, though, I, I think it's just... Our both, are like our couple here, are just there. Um, they, it's more so Candyman's world and we're just living in it. I guess so. And then I guess let's talk about the original one too, where yeah, we, the the original I would much rather watch again over this one. Uh, the The original is is great, and I don't know why anyone hasn't talked about it before this reboot came out. I'd never heard of it until now. Yeah, yes, definitely. And I, uh, what's his name, Tony Khan, uh, the original Candyman, Tony Todd, Tony Todd. Okay, yeah. So Tony Todd, the original Candyman. I guess his presence was really missed in this movie yeah yeah and it's funny because like watching the new one and then going to the original afterwards i was thinking during the original i was like man like where was he in this new movie like we needed him so bad like his presence like his voice the way he just carries the movie when he's when he first gets into it mm-hmm. is freaking awesome like that's what i wanted and now i do want to watch two and three because there's two more yeah even though i'm pretty sure they're not as good as that first one Mm-mm. but tony todd is in it as Candyman. i'll watch it what everything like messaging wise that they were trying to do with this new one mm-hmm. was already there in the first one but it was more subtle yeah um it's really just it this new one doesn't really like beat you over the head with it it's just I think it does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, okay, look, I'm I'm all for, you know, uh, bringing up issues, social issues into movies. I mean, Jordan Peele has done it. He's made two great movies. Well, yeah. Great. Get out's great. <laughs> Us is okay. Uh, it's still good. Uh, and those two deal with those types of issues, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm all for it. But I feel like this new Candyman just wanted to bring up all of them and not really address any of them at the same time. Yeah, it just kind of, like, brings them up. It it mentions them. It's like, yeah. this movie's about this, and mm-hmm. then it doesn't really say anything about it. And I and I love how they bring up the whole, like, what the first one kind of did, too, where it was, you know, they built up the projects, you know, for the black community, and then just pushed them out and made them into condos. You know, a gentrification. Gentrification? Yes. Yeah. So, it was great that they mentioned it. Uh, I think the first one, the original actually delves into it more where mm-hmm. even like our lead played by virginia Matson, she actually like she acknowledges like her own privilege there's a point yeah. in, there's a point in the movie where like she gets a uh, hit knocked out in a restroom and she's like oh like a white woman in a black neighborhood gets hit and the whole police and all the news are here but it happens every day to 
people that are not me. And nobody bats an eye. Yeah. And I was like, great. Like, it's early 90s and she's acknowledging it. Yeah. Wow. Like, that's that's cool. Like It I really just goes to, like, the older I get, the more it, it just becomes severely apparent that nothing's really changed ever. Yeah. That's the one thing I do like about this new one. Uh, hmm. Spoilers skip to 31 minutes and 55 seconds. So, uh, Yahya Abdul, uh, his character, uh, is uh, basically... Okay, basically, Candyman is just an ever-omnipresent being, and yes. he's like a like a Zelda situation. He's just reincarnated every generation. Yeah. And um, fun thing, too, is that... Abdul Martin's character is the baby from the first one. Yes. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> that's a, that's a good connection. Yeah, I like it. I see that there's a flaw in that though. Uh, not well, not even with the baby, but the whole it being a generational thing. Mm-hmm. Where and then it gets into the third act, which we'll talk about too, since we're in spoilers. Yeah. But I feel like this whole new take on Candyman and how they're gonna try to elongate the character kind of contradicts the first movie whereas it was just this man in the 1800s you know had an affair with uh the some guy's daughter and you know they butchered a white woman and they lynched him yeah yeah all that stuff and he just comes back and this white woman who i guess he sees as what his lover from the past Mm -hmm. is like oh i i want you and here's the baby and this is how it was supposed to be and whereas this one, it's kind of like, oh no, like, it's a, it's a generational thing. Like, uh, what happened to that lady in the '90s was supposed to happen. Whatever happened to that guy in the '70s with the the candy, the yeah, the new Candyman, it's supposed to happen. So there's going to be a new reincarnation of Candyman somehow. Whereas until the end of time. Yeah. Whereas the it, it's the whole hive. Yeah. Yeah. Candyman's not just one beast. The whole hive, which I thought it was like, no, it's just. Tony Todd, you know, it's the guy from the 19, uh, 1800s coming and uh, haunting everybody. And what was great in the first one is that it, it he actually had, like, a motivation to be doing this. Like, there's a line that he says, you made my congregation lose faith. And, mm-hmm. like, there's a, the whole religion, like, him treating himself like a god or something. Yeah. Um, but the fact that he sees this woman as just kind of trivializing this whole thing, making, like, a, a thesis, like, ooh, this fun little thing about urban legends. Yeah. And then he's like... No, I'm a force to be reckoned with, and you're going to take me seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, I can gush about the first one forever. Yeah, it, it's really good. It's um, great. And then in this one, um, uh, Anthony becomes a Candyman, and Coleman Domingo, his character, the Burke, the laundromat guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he... I don't understand what he was trying to do. Yeah, me either. Why? Why? Because he was affected by the 70s Candyman, and then from there on, he wanted to keep the urban legend alive by turning somebody into an actual Candyman. But that wouldn't have even happened if, like, it all seems so circumstantial. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, there but, was no real plan. Okay, and here's my thing. That's why I have the biggest problem with the third act, because then it wants to treat Candyman like an anti-hero mm-hmm. to the point where they, and I get it, cops are bad, yeah. But, like, here it's, like, cops are literally the villains, and, again, spoilers, he's, like, like, the music's playing, and he comes out and he's slaughtering all of them, and I feel like the movie makers wanted 
like the audience would be like cheering like yeah like Candyman's back and he's slaughtering cops like I I really don't know what the whole point of that whole part was like I, I didn't get it what I think it was is that like the fact that it's a generational thing and that Candyman's an omnipresent thing is that like this has been going on since the beginning of time 1800s yeah. um but um it's kind of a metaphor for what black people have been going through it's just yeah. kind of a repeating cycle no matter how much no matter what happens it's always going to continue happening yeah and i get that but it just felt so messy because yeah. there at the by the end there's no real motivation for anything to be happening coleman domingo's character doesn't really he creates the new candy man but like it, it doesn't make sense yeah like and then whenever, um... Gianna Paris? Yes. Yeah, her uh, character. Whenever she summons Candyman at the end, yeah. he does what she wants, and that's not how Candyman works. Yeah, like... He, he should have killed her, too. And, and people might listen to us right now and be like, oh, you're thinking about the original. But no, in the new movie, that's the rules that they set up. Like, you say his name in the mirror, you're gonna die. Yeah. That's it. But, like, since it's... I mean, I don't know if that in that point, McCoy has become the incarnation of Candyman, which here's a big spoiler. Tony Todd's in the movie. Yeah, it's great to see him. De-aged and all. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But remember, this is me not having seen the original. And I was just confused. I knew that that was I knew that was the original Candyman Mm -hmm. because it's so random. And I'm like, this has to be a cameo and this has to be. Uh, an homage to the original right so i'm assuming that's the original Candyman, and it was did he even speak he said something right he yeah said, he was talking yeah throughout. He, he had like a line or two he said the things that he said in the original yeah because he's not the the one yeah. from the 70s he's not the one at the beginning no he's yeah. uh the first guy he's the original 1890s from the, yeah so yeah that to me just felt like just weird like for the movie itself to just randomly do a Tony Todd cameo? Well, it, it kind of made sense. Like, just to have Candyman in the movie, you have yeah. to have um, a Candyman. And it, it was so. fun for him to reprise his role. Like, that, that's cute. Yeah. But like, um, And they de-aged him. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was really noticeable. I don't yeah, know why they did he, he looked weird, and I couldn't figure it out. He was de-aged. And, yeah, there yeah. it is. And if you look at pictures now, like, you know, he's, he's older. Yeah. And he's, he's a little chunkier, that's it. You know, they just try to replicate... How he looked in the 90s. Which, which, I mean, if he didn't look like that, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Yeah, it's that. fine if you see an aged Candyman. Especially if he's in a dark alleyway and he's there for like a minute. Yeah, and we don't really even see his face most of the time, save on the de-aging effects. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that last act really just kind of made the movie worse. They, they really had something there and then they just kind of didn't know how to end it. Yeah, I guess there was parts too that just didn't make sense to me. There was a flashback with uh, Tiana Paris's uh, character when she was younger. Mm-hmm. And these they just randomly show a scene where she's a little girl and her dad just, like, jumps off a window. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's not even... That's never addressed. Maybe there's a line that says, you know what happened to my father, so why go there? And then, like, right before she gets kidnapped and we go into the third act, they, th- they throw that flashback scene so randomly... And it didn't really have to be there. So things like that just felt like just threw the pacing off. Exposition through flashbacks when like you could have. Yeah. And for the 
for the talents behind this movie, I thought, like, especially with Jordan Peele, like, co-writing, yeah. you won an Oscar, for, for <laughs> Christ's sake, you know? Yeah. And then Naya DaCosta, she's a write, co-writing and directing this movie, mm-hmm. and Marvel already picked her up before this movie even came out. I mean, sure, it was done before and everything. And delays, yeah, yeah. And all that. Um, but I, I expected... It, it just felt so abrupt, too, like, the way mm-hmm. it ended. Yeah. They, they really didn't know how to end it. When, which sucks when i saw new candy man coming out um i was thinking of like oh we're gonna get like the sexy couple for halloween like costumes like mm. candy man and then whatever <laughs> candy tiana, woman <laughs> tiana paris's character i don't know you could just throw something on but now we're gonna have a a new couple for halloween the candy man couple. Uh, yeah. it's gonna be nice it's gonna be uh sales gonna go up the roof now yeah yeah <laughs> The hook market's really gonna boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every every uh, meat market should hide their hooks now. Um, and I didn't even expect to like the original as much, if not more than this one. Yeah. If anything, I was looking more forward to this one than rewatching the original. Yeah, because I thought like, oh, it was probably like a failed horror movie. Like they it probably said something cool, but it didn't really execute it properly. Yeah. And like now they're bringing it back. <laughs> yeah. But and- no, I I feel like they. Not shouldn't have done this because it brought it brought it atten- it made us watch the original. Yeah, it did. Uh, so there, there's that. But yeah, I, maybe just more time in the writing room. I guess it, maybe the deadline came too quickly and they had to throw something together. Yeah, yeah. Helen, Helen. Ah, <laughs> oh, oh, I could gush about this first movie. And okay, again, going back to the original, I love how uh, the condos and the projects how they're. It's a, it's like looking in a mirror where she says like, look, uh, if I peel down these walls, you'll see the brick. And even to the architecture, how everything's designed. Remove the medicine mirror cabinet thing. Yeah. And it's great how like she's going into his world where the mirror is looking at hers the yeah. whole entire time. So there's already that connection. And when the original started and Monica will tell you this, I'm like, that white woman's going to the projects like she knows what she's doing whatever happens to her like it's her fault and at first i was like that and then i started to sympathize with her and that's what i missed about this movie too like uh the original you feel so bad for her because she's being tormented this way through Candyman. because Candyman could have just killed her and that's it yeah but he wanted to have fun yeah and he also wanted to kind of like manipulate her into dying with him and so that way they both can live forever mm-hmm. he even says like die and this is li- how it's supposed to be and your name will live on like mine and even you add the baby into it and they have what they should have had that family in his and, mind yeah and then like he does her dirty like just leaves her blacked out wherever and then she wakes up full of blood yeah knife, knife in hand twice it happens and oh that's my biggest thing too so in the first candy man and i guess it was spoiled for me watching the new one but I loved, what I would have loved is that suspense of, okay, is Helen going crazy? Like, is she doing these? And, like, it's all in her head? Or is Candyman real? And that's Mm -hmm. why we don't see Candyman for so long. Like, we're still thinking, like, is this guy even, is it real? And then all these murders happen right where she's at. And is it until the very, very end, you're like, okay, Candyman's real. Whereas this one, right off the bat, like, there's a boogeyman out there, and he's real, and he's killing people. Mm-hmm. So, like, that suspense is kind of taken away from me. Yeah, that mystery's gone. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I, I would 
I'm okay with not watching this movie again. Uh, yeah, if if I were to watch a Candyman, it'd be the first one. Yeah, the first one. That's all you need. That's all you yeah, need. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I'm going to miss uh, Tony Todd's voice mm-hmm. as Candyman. That's uh, great. Anyways, rate it. Uh, the original, at least a nine. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Um, this new one? Uh, seven? Just because of that ending. Yeah, I, I didn't... I think I had more problems with it than you did, uh, my enjoyment for it. I did like... I did watch the first one, the 92 one, before this one. Though. That too. So maybe I would have appreciated, like, it being a true reboot sequel. What's with the the reboot sequels yeah. having the same title? Like, why couldn't you put, like, Candyman uh, Resurrection or uh, something, <laughs> yeah. like, something corny like that? Like, why... That's what they've been doing, like, Halloween... Yeah. Like, oh, we're... Well, they were Halloween, and then Halloween Kills, yeah. and then... Well, no, no, you have Halloween, then Halloween, Halloween Kills. But what they do is, like, they do a sequel to the, the good movies. Like, <laughs> like uh, everything after one, uh, we're gonna debunk it. It, it sucks. So, that that it, didn't happen. Non-canon. It's just his first one. Yeah, and the same thing with Candyman. So I'm assuming one in, uh, the second and third sequel aren't as good. Nothing to write home about. Yeah, yeah. so they're like, eh, we're a reboot, but we're a sequel to the... First one only. Everything else is uh, it's not canon. It's fan anymore. fiction, and we're gonna use the same exact title and yeah. not change anything about it. Lazy, uh, <laughs> but I will say I did like the the kills of Candyman in this one, where mm-hmm. they only they use the aspect of the mirrors where you can't see them in real life, but then they kind of drop that too because then there's times where you do see them in our world, as especially to... at the end. Yeah, so it. It's a great concept, and they just drop they, it. They don't follow their rules. Yeah. Yeah, I... I Especially I, when they'd been following them up until that point. Yeah. That last act is just way too messy for the rest of the movie. It may, it really just throws the rest of the movie off. I'm going to rate it six. Mm, uh, okay. It's not... That's, that's fair. On paper, it's not a bad movie. No, like, it's definitely enjoyable. It's shot well. I think the... Yeah. Like, the, the shadow puppetry was fun yeah that was cool like it had a good look to it it was shot well cast is great mm-hmm. uh especially the laundromat guy like i coleman domingo deserves an oscar <laughs> oh my god have you seen euphoria no oh my god oh he's in that yes oh nice and then he was also in zola i haven't seen he's oh, the pimp he is oh shoot that's oh right. my god hey talk he should have been the candy man because Next to Tony Todd, he has a great voice. Yes! Amazing voice. Like, even in the trailer, he's like, it's the whole beehive. Candyman. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's great. Why wasn't he the Candyman? Anyways, yeah, I give it a six. Uh, uh, I just watched the original. That's all I have to say. Yeah. And, uh, well, if, you, if, you, if you're a Candyman fanatic, <laughs> especially the original movie, I think you'll get a kick out of this one. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I I enjoyed my time with it up and up until those last fifteen minutes. Yeah, really I think just I think I was just waiting for like something to happen. It felt like it was just getting started and then it ended. Yeah, but then like the movie was already long enough. Yeah, it was already like an hour and forty or something. But yeah. I don't know. I, again, just more time in the oven. Yeah, yeah, I would have. Yeah, a lot more. I think the movie just needed to start, like right off the bat. Yeah. There were too many flashbacks. That's another thing. Yeah. It was just kept going. That's another complaint I have for another movie <laughs> we're going to talk about. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we talk about Candyman. Um, I didn't question my reality, but in this movie, this next one I did, and so did our main uh, character, Free Guy. 
Yeah. That's what we're talking about, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, when a bank teller discovers he's actually a background player in an open world video game, he decides to become the hero of his own story, one that he can rewrite himself. In a world where there are no limits, he's determined to save the day his way before it's too late and maybe find a little bit of romance. Maybe. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> of course, this movie, I'm sure everyone has seen the trailer to it, starring Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, who hasn't? They played in front of everything. <laughs> uh, we have uh, Taika Waititi's in the movie. Yeah. We have Stranger Things. We have Joe Curie. Yes. He's in the movie as well. And also uh, Jodie Comer. Yes. Uh, Killing Eve, and she's going to be in uh, The Last Duel. That's Ridley right. Ridley Scott. Uh uh it's uh those bleach, two boston guys what are their names uh, beach blonde hair uh ben affleck yeah <laughs> and, <laughs> and matt damon and matt damon he's fighting with adam driver adam driver's in that too yeah but going back to free guy we have yeah. a dir- <laughs> we have sean levy is the director here and i had to because i've seen his name before like on the screen so i had to look up his filmography i i can say i have seen every one of his films in the theater. Whoa! Uh, okay, not maybe not every, but <laughs> his more notable movies: uh, Big Fat Liar. <laughs> oh wow, he did that one. Yeah, I wow. think that was his theatrical debut. Actually, wow. Uh, he did the, <laughs> he did two reboots starring Steve Martin. He did Cheaper by the Dozen, <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> and Pink Panther. <laughs> and Beggar. <Bayer. laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, that that movie. <laughs> I was trying to think, when did he say that in Cheaper by the Dozen? <laughs> but yeah, the M book. <laughs> and he also did the Night at the Museum trilogy. Yeah, and, and Real Steel, starring Hugh Jackman. And Deadpool. What? Yeah, he, he did the first Deadpool. He directed the first Deadpool? I'm pretty sure. No. I'm going to look this up right now. I'm pretty sure. Mm, no, Tim Miller. Oh. <laughs> and the director of the second one was the John Wick director, David... David Leach. Yeah. Idiot. No, not John Wick. Uh, he did Atomic Blonde, and he did uh, Hobbs and Shaw. He was a producer on John Wick. Yeah. That's He, he just put money in it, that's all. Yeah, that's all. Anyways, yeah, real still with the... Uh, Why was he thinking about Sean Levy? I don't know. Anyways. Anyway, yeah. Free Guy. Free Guy. Hey, what did you think about Free Guy? Um, I thought it... Uh, if you've seen the trailer, which it, who getting, hasn't? It's getting great reviews. Uh, yeah. Um, it's once you really start to stop and think about what the movie's trying to say, mm. it just feels so shallow. Okay. Like all the politics that it kind of brings up, and like uh, oh, yeah. really working together, bringing down the man, capitalism, all that. Wait, it, it, this movie comes from Disney, right? Yeah. That, okay. <laughs> and it really makes that known. <laughs> Just clarifying. Oh, especially at the end. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, which is probably why it falls so shallow, because it really doesn't want you to think that hard about anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, if you really stop and think about, like, what it is really trying to say, there's not much to it. It's really just on the surface. Um and you can tell that it's it's a very corporate movie. Yeah, I was looking forward to this movie. Ryan Reynolds. I mean, he's who doesn't love Ryan Reynolds, right? I've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna lie, it's getting old. 
<laughs> same with The Rock. Same with Jungle Cruise. Like, and the fact that they're going to be in Red Notice together, mm. I'm kind of not looking forward to that. It's like they're both way too into the character of themselves. So I'm I'm glad you brought that up because that was actually a note of mine. I, I put Ryan Reynolds is Ryan Reynolds. And by that, he is a very... A very talkative guy. He's really passive aggressive, and he says these weird things like, "Oh, that's a pig making out with a rainbow," and it's random things. And he, uh, it's old. <laughs> yeah, I. It's the first time I really got tired of Ryan Reynolds. Really, the first time I got tired of him was Detective Pikachu. He really? just did not shut up in that movie. <laughs> I was okay with that because Pokemon. And it, it's just enough. because it's a kids movie doesn't mean it has to be bad. Uh, I, I think it was physically seeing Ryan Reynolds on screen and just him doing what he does. I'm like, yeah, I, I think I'm done because I just I think we've been seeing this for like 20 years already. Him as Deadpool is great. It, I, it is. If I Deadpool, if Deadpool three came out tomorrow, I'd still be like over the moon about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. But the fact that it's like it's Ryan Reynolds just being Ryan Reynolds for two hours. Yeah. Th that's what it is at this point. This movie reminded me of a lot of things. Uh, the most notably for me was the Lego movie. Yes. Uh, down to just the opening, just him being in this perfect world where everyone's supposed to be happy. Um, everything is awesome. Everything is awesome. He wears the same thing every day. And then something happens that messes up his whole perception of the world. And he becomes the main character. Exactly. And I would have rather much have watched the Lego movie. <laughs> Absolutely. Than this movie. I Not only did I find Ryan Reynolds annoying, but this breaks my heart to say. But for the first time, I found Taika Waititi mm. to be annoying uh, at all. And that breaks my heart. It felt like a funny person you know in life, and you're like, ah, I love to, I love hanging out with this guy. It makes me laugh all the time. And then, like, one day he finds out that you really enjoy his company, so he really hams it up yeah. the next time you guys are, you know, hanging out, and he just kills the mood. He's like, whoa, you're being, you're trying it's way too, too hard. And it felt like Taika Waititi was given an assignment and not a script. Uh, yeah, that, and, it, it, that's and, what it feels like. And he was like ad-libbing all these things that he thinks a big game developer would say that is a douchebag boss. Mm -hmm. And none of it was funny to me. Some of it was funny. Um, I can't think can of anything you... off the top of my head. Yeah, me either. <laughs> but there was, I remember laughing at a thing or two that he said. Okay. Out of the 50. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was a lot. Yeah. Um, the two, oh, uh, I thought... Okay, even though I kind of digged on the beginning of it, like, reminding me of Lego Movie, I did like how it started and how the world that we lived in, like a GTA kind of yeah. Fortnite kind of video game, like, that's cool. And I loved how when we got Stranger Things guy and his partner... I'm um, so glad that wasn't in the trailer. Like, the one thing that they didn't put in the trailer what, like, is the, the plot. The fact oh. that they're, like, the... Taika is the head honcho, but yeah. he bought out uh, Joe Keery and Jodie Comer's video game, and oh, she's yeah. suing him, and yeah. like it's this whole thing. But I'm talking about the game developer that he works with in the company. Oh yeah, yeah. When them two were in the video game as like these policemen, the bunny and the police guy. <laughs> I was like, oh great, great. We're gonna see like this whole thing with the policeman and uh ryan reynolds it's gonna be fun and it never really happens anymore like they just kind of drop the ball on that mm -hmm. and i feel like that was like a missed opportunity to kind of explore that 
Yeah, they weren't in the world as much as, like, the real world people weren't in the game world as much as they could have been. Yeah, and John Keery and the other guy, the other developer, were just meh in the real world. And I'm like, yeah. like I really wish we would have gotten them in the video game world because they were actually interesting and they had a character. And I'm not talking about just the bunny suit. Like, the way they were acting, too. Like, yeah. It was great. And it was fun. And I would have wanted that, too. Another thing that they put in the trailer er, was uh, ripped Ryan Reynolds at the very end. Oh, yeah. That was, like, one of the last things they put out as press for the movie. Mm-hmm. And, again, why? <laughs> yeah, I, I liked it. I, it was, it, I liked it. It, was, yeah. it just would have been so much better if it were an actual surprise. Yeah. I, I guess just that's just Hollywood at this Marketing, point. Yeah. Trying to get people in the theater. Really well, just, hey, this is going to be in the movie. Come watch it. What when I would, is they just put it in the trailer. What I would have done was what they did at the very end, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But if anything, they should have used that as marketing material. Uh, what Ryan Reynolds, the weapons he was using and all that. Yeah. That would have made more sense to like, hey, come see this movie that has all these things that you remember and know and love. Yeah. Uh, Jodie Comer, I haven't seen her in anything. I know she's been getting a lot of praise in Killing Eve. Oh, watch it. It's great. Okay, great. Because... After watching this, like I wanted to watch Killing Eve because I've heard so much about it, and I thought she was the best part of this movie. She is, and she doubles as her real life character, and then also in the video game world too. Which one do you think is her real accent? Oh shit! Hold on, Killing Eve. Does she have an accent? Yes, but it's not. That doesn't make any. No. I'm gonna make a guess. She doesn't have an accent. She does. She's British. Damn it. They always are. <laughs> Can I say that? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I I thought she was the best thing, and I want to see more of her. Uh, and yeah, like, even uh, her relationship with Ryan Reynolds worked for me, even though as much as I didn't like Ryan Reynolds in this movie. Yeah. And I think that is due to her and the way she was written. Yeah, and the way that she... It, yeah, Jodie Comer really was the best part. If anything, this movie made me ex- even more excited for The Last Duel. Yeah. Also, Lil Rel Howery is yes. in this movie. Yeah. And I... Underutilized, I think. Underutilized, and then when he was... Uh, he was just kind of annoying. He was the annoying best friend. Mm-hmm. Make that character compelling and give him some character. Yeah. As opposed to the annoying, loud best friend. Like, there's even a point, and I hate when movies do this, when he's like, I don't know why we're screaming! And it's, Being meta for the sake of being meta. Yeah, it's it gets old. And uh, he deserves better, I would say. He was better in Space Jam than he was in this one. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, <laughs> I forgot he was in that movie. Uh, yeah, the script is flat and predictable. Uh, yes. There, there's a point where there's a revelation at the end about Ryan Reynolds' character. And it was revealed earlier in the movie, but it treated it like if it's something new to the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll touch on that in... Um, Spoilers, but the biggest problem I had with this movie, it's my last last note of the movie, is a movie that wants to champion video game culture now, where they even down, downloaded, they <laughs> hired uh, these streamers that are big on uh, yeah, the, the internet. Yeah, Jack Hey, everyone's here. We got Ninja. We got oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> all, all these people I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I'm out of the whole video game uh, world. Yeah, all, all I knew was jack and ninja i just know ninja i didn't even know jack um 
but yeah, everyone's on there and it's great. And it, it seems like they're celebrating this type of culture. Right. But then we get the same old video game jokes. We get three virginity jokes, which by the way, I don't think, I think we're past that point in terms of making jokes. Mm -hmm. Again, Ryan Reynolds, it doesn't help that I know him from early two thousands comedy and it was nothing but sex. Yeah. Or the lack thereof. You know, if you're a virgin, that means you're a loser. And mm-hmm. I think that notion should just be killed and be done with. Um, and not only that, but... It's okay. <laughs> um, for those listening out there, we love you. Um, but it just felt like so like cynical about it. Like, like yeah, we love video games, but, oh, you're probably a virgin who... who uh, lives with their mom lives in your mom's basement and even the best player in the game is that exact stereotype is like a 30 year old guy who lives in his mom's basement and is probably a virgin and, and it just like it's conflicting messages yeah and and to me at that point i was just kind of threw in the towel with the movie i was like you don't even know what your your message is you don't know what you're trying to say no, there was something that ryan reynolds shared on instagram he was like this movie's about friendship and it's like is it? Is it really? I, I wouldn't. That's not the first thing I would gather from it. I think it's more about romance, if anything. Like, yeah, it, that it turns into a love story uh, halfway through. When again, it doesn't. Yeah, that that's a whole another conversation. But yeah, the the messaging, like it, it has these things. It has these moments where it's like, yeah, uh, people coming together against the big man and gamers and we we love video games as a celebration look at all these guys that we have and then the other half of the movie is just completely undercutting that yeah in in every regard and then there was also um uh not gay uh couple it was the barista and the uh the bimbo oh yeah Yeah, yeah, it was like kind of hinted at but even then it was like i'm pretty sure the two shots that it was kind of hinted at mm. were cut for russia and china yeah so <laughs> of course and it wasn't even much too like it it's so and especially when we get to the thing that it's really on the nose <laughs> really uh, you don't say <laughs> <laughs> well i want to say really quick because i want to get into spoilers already yeah me but, too <laughs> uh, i think the my favorite character in the whole thing was the hands up guy (laughs) (laughs) didn't know how to keep his hands down that was great uh that was a highlight and the fact that a bit character was your favorite character in the whole movie yeah he was the light (laughs) in In the dark every time he was there i was like ah love him (laughs) uh let's rate it uh seven it's a light seven if Mm. not a strong six i give this a five Ooh, i'll be generous wow i didn't there's aspects of the movie I liked, um, obviously, but I don't know. Just some of it just felt so disingenuous. Yes, yeah, a better word for that. Yeah, especially coming from Disney. Yep. So, I mean, I don't know if this movie was in production before it was bought out, you know, by uh, from Fox or what happened. But I, yeah, I'm. They definitely took full advantage with the marketing and what's let's yeah. get into it spoilers yeah. spoilers uh spoilers for free guy uh hulk's arm captain america's shield and a lightsaber yeah and the avengers theme to boot yeah yeah they use the theme too and that's really what set me over it's like you can have the lightsaber <laughs> you can have the shield hulk's arm's a little weird yeah. it's a video game power up it's okay fine. that's yeah. fine 
put the music in there and it's like, okay, <laughs> now we're doing too much. Yeah. I mean, it's cool to see Ryan Reynolds wield the lightsaber, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah and it's kind of like Fortnite, you know, like you get these. Yeah. <laughs> IPs that makes, and yeah. It makes sense. Uh, I don't know. I guess, I guess the movie, I felt like had a lot more to offer within itself instead of like grabbing stuff that we can all know and love and just showcase it. which even just having those three things those mm. three items and really just shoving it in your face mm. like it's a lightsaber oh, wait, don't, don't forget the Fortnite, uh the, the hacks oh the yeah pinata the pinata yeah, yeah the llama, that yeah. was also there yeah for um, the kids you know for the kids for the kids for a little bit of everything it's got everything <laughs> you need <laughs> Um, but yeah, even just having those three things in the way that they have them in the movie, it just really just goes against what the whole movie's, or what it's seeming. Y yeah. Y yeah. Well, and going back to the thing I hinted at, I, I guess here is we get revealed that the character Ryan Reynolds was based or was for the girl that was made by the guy, Joe Keery, right? Yeah. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. And, like, early in the movie, like, it's not even a foreshadowing or a hint. He, like, says it, like... Which, also, like, I, I said this to Azure during the movie. I'm like, what an, an uh, unprofessional question for the interviewer <laughs> to ask. She's like, so, are y'all dating? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, come, what are you doing? You're at E3. You work for IGN. You're at E3. What are you doing in this interview? By the way... I don't care how popular video games are nowadays. There is no way in hell and earth <laughs> that the entire world is going to be obsessed with this guy. They show it on Good Morning America. It's like live stream. On Jeopardy? On, on network. Like, like, okay, Jeopardy as a question. Yeah, sure. If it's trendy enough, they'll they'll put it on there. Yeah. You know, as, I'm okay with that. <laughs> but like the entire world tuning in. To like watch this live stream game, uh, that's it's already pushing it for me. What really pissed me off is that there were people, there were so many people with their phones out, despite it being a live stream. <laughs> like it's gonna be archived. <laughs> just why are people on the? It was just for the sake of comment. Like people are recording things with their phone. No, I think it's to show like. This is how invested people are. Mm. That's how you show how people are invested if they're recording it on their phone. That's how society works nowadays, Jackson. Come on. Oh, okay. My bad. Yeah. Well. Yeah, not know, much. Not much for spoilers. Yeah, but, not I mean, really. It's the real big things. You know, just really just drive it further. All this talk about Disney. Can we just? Can we just talk about Sony? <laughs> can we just talk yeah. about Spider Man? The, the trailer dropped. Yes. Yes. Uh. So, uh, Doctor Strange, what's up with Did this you guy? see the leaked trailer? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, the, I did the too. The phone on top of the phone. Yes, yeah, on top of the laptop. Because, okay, here's why. Because you know how I feel about this current Spider-Man and how they're treating him. So, I kind of like, I already knew that Alfred Molina was confirmed. Mm -hmm. Jamie Foxx. So, I kind of already knew we were going to see them in the trailer. So, I really didn't care. <laughs> So that's why I watched the leak trailer. If I was like in love with what's going on right now with Spider-Man and I wasn't in the know of who's in the movie and what they're doing, I would have waited for the official trailer. Mm -hmm. But you watched it too. Yeah, I'm, I'm 
I'm the complete opposite. I absolutely love with what they're doing. <laughs> he's a child. He's in high school. He's not supposed to be his own person yet. <laughs> when? When? It's already been like, what, five, six movies? Three. No. Two. Civil two of his War, own. Infinity that doesn't count. War, Those don't count. Endgame. He was dead. He had a scene in Endgame. He was in majority of Infinity War. That doesn't count. He was doing something else. Fine, fine, fine. Okay. Well, what did you think of the discussion trailer? for another day? Yeah. We'll talk about um, it when yeah. No Way Home comes out. Yes. But what did you um, think of the trailer? Um, seeing the leaked version, I was like, oh, okay, that's it. But actually watching the trailer, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, God, I am so excited for this movie. It's especially like the uh the part where new york is getting all twisty and bendy. oh yeah the doctor strange thing yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the fact that we're possibly gonna see him swinging through a mind-bending new york cool, like yeah. that's just gonna be cool that's cool yeah, yeah, yeah and it's gonna be an imax like that's the thing mm-hmm. like that i keep bringing up in my mind is that this is all gonna be an imax and i've been watching all my movies in imax recently yeah. and nothing compares to it Watch watch movies in the theater. <laughs> By the way, they didn't show this trailer in front of the, the movie we're going to talk about next. No! Which I'm very surprised about. Well, it's Sony. I guess, but we saw a Warner Brothers trailer. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's weird. Right. It's, that's, yeah. yeah. Um, I was excited to watch the trailer in IMAX. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. Look, context before, for me. And I don't want to be a downer. Look, I am double-dosed. On the vaccine against nostalgia. <laughs> I am immune to nostalgia. You can put anything on the screen at this point from whenever, and it does nothing for me. So it did nothing for me with Candyman. If anything, yeah. I loved it when I watched the original more than the new one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, my first midnight premiere in a movie theater was Spider-Man 2. Wow. So it's an understatement to say that I love Spider-Man 2. Uh, I love Alfred Molina. I still think Spider-Man 2 is the best Spider-Man movie of them all. Don't look at me. Like <laughs> <laughs> um, with that being said, when I saw Alfred Molina back... He it, didn't look like himself. He looked a little de-aged. Yeah. Light, and I think that's what threw me off a little. But it's already knowing that he was going to be in the movie. Um, if anything, the news, like... That whole month that the leaks were coming out about the casting and everything, yeah. that was way more exciting than seeing the trailer. Seeing him pop up in the trailer. Because I, I knew that he was going to be in it. What got me more excited was hearing the laugh and seeing the bomb of Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin. That got me a little excited more than seeing Alfred Molina being back. Yeah. Because as we knew Alfred Molina was coming back as Doc Ock, I, people were room, it was a, a big rumor about Willem Dafoe coming back. And I didn't think he was going to. I was like, no, we got Alfred Molina. That's enough. Yeah. But when I saw the bomb, I was like, okay, that's pretty cool that they got him back. But here's my biggest problem with this whole thing. Aside from Spider-Man himself, Tom Holland and him being on the, uh, just, well, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm just tired of like uh, this movie or what, what they're going to do, and like piggyback off of the work that Sam Raimi put into Doc Ock and Green Goblin. Mm. Like Sony and slash Disney Marvel are picking up those benefits. Like it's a little lazy to me. 
Like, they could have totally done their own version of Green Goblin. They could have totally done their own version of Doc Ock. Even Electro. Mm -hmm. But no, it's like, okay, we need to do something fast, quick. What can we do? Nostalgia's good. You know, that's a moneymaker. So we're going to dump as much money as we can on these actors lawns and they're gonna they're gonna agree to do it so of course and i'm not shaming any of them especially defoe and melina for doing it yeah uh but it's for me it's like oh well we're just doing the same old thing but even then it's not the same characters in a sense like like for okay it could be one or two things right doc ock could be from an alternate universe where he didn't die at the end of Spider-Man 2, right? Mm-hmm. But that that totally defeats his whole, whole character. Because we see the birth and the death of Doc Ock. As well as Green Goblin. You know? And Doc Ock went out... I will not die a monster. Yeah. And we're, this one, we're getting a monster again. Mm-hmm. You know, Green Goblin, it makes sense. See, that that's the thing. It's like, we're getting the multiverse Sinister Six. Which... Yes. I think is a great concept, but yeah. the the fact that it is pigging back off of the work of Sam Raimi and even, even Mark, Mark Webb. Webb. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also the fact that Spider Verse, it's Spider oh, yeah. into the Spider Verse. That's all. Um, it is. Yeah. The fact that I, I feel like nobody thought multiverse multiverse would work mm-hmm. until that movie came out, and now everybody's doing it. Yeah. Um. Especially since we don't really know how the multiverse is going to work in the MCU. We don't really know what kind, what exactly it's going to be. That too, yeah. And like you said, like Alfred Molina, how is, we, we don't know. It's yeah, going to be weird. Yeah. Um, so that's the one, as excited for this movie as I am. Yeah. It's really kind of disheartening that they're only now doing this because Spider-Verse worked so well. Yeah, that too. Yeah, that's a huge aspect of this. And also, like, Doctor Strange just seems off. See, okay, I don't know why the internet's up in arms about Doctor Strange. I do, Strange. what? Okay, so tell th- me, tell me. To me, it totally makes sense. How? He's an <laughs> egotistical maniac. He, Wong's like, don't do this, it's, it's a bad idea, it's not gonna work, it's dangerous. And then he's like, yeah, okay, whatever. It, he How? he would see that as like a challenge and as a shot to his ego. He's like, this isn't, this isn't dangerous. I can do this. I'm Sorcerer Supreme. I'm Doctor Strange. Okay. I'm going to do this. And it know. only goes awry because he's distracting him. The fact that Strange can be distracted that much by Tom Holland just talking. And th- it messes up the spell that bad to where these villains from alternate universes come in it's like okay it's it's i don't know to me i don't see the big deal about dr strange i don't think there's anything sinister oh uh, fine like, not intended about, are you talking about like dr strange as a character yeah oh because okay, okay. the fact that like everyone's on the internet saying it oh it's mephisto it's mephisto it's like oh uh, yeah yeah that's... what would what benefit they're already doing so much in yeah, this movie already yeah. why what benefit would bringing mephisto into this have so, i think dr strange is a responsible he has a degree damn it he's an actual he doctor. was texting and driving <laughs> that's fair that's fair but he's made it a whole point to protect this reality there's a whole movie about it. It came out in 2016. Yeah. It's named Doctor Strange as the title <laughs> of the movie. And so this whole, even Infinity War, he's like a an uptight, like, mm-hmm. a-hole to Tony Stark because he's like, 
I'm just trying to protect the universe. I'm just trying to be. He a was good... protecting the stone, not the universe. Fair, fair. But even oh, okay. Anyways, I, it just seems like so out of character for Doctor Strange to do this. Like, especially for a, a teenage kid to be like, "Hey, uh, you ever seen the movie It's a Wonderful Life? <laughs> okay, can you do that spell?" And he's like, oh, "Okay." And like, even knowing that it's gonna mess up the multiverse. He'd just be like, no, kid, like, go home. Like, if anything, like, let me do the spell. Can you shut up? And then, like, tell everyone you're Spider-Man afterwards. Uh, which is kind of funny. That, uh, that's a cool premise. Like, that's a really Peter Parker thing to do to f*** up yeah. <laughs> a, a spell from Doctor Strange. I'll give it that. Uh, but, I don't know, like, Doctor Strange just seems... I'm There's something off about him, and I'm sure they're going to address it. Is the fact that he's all smiles, is that... No, like, well, like he's, like, in his, like, f***ing uh, sweats. <laughs> he's chilling out. He well, doesn't have to be in his robe all the time. It just seems so... I don't know. Like, I, I'm telling you, something's going to be off about Doctor Strange. He was a regular human for how many years before he became Doctor Strange? He's gonna wear a sweater, especially if it's snowing inside. Watch What If. Did they not repair the hole in the ceiling that Hulk... I, is I that know. why there's snow inside the Sanctorum? I guess so. Like, because the time... Uh, this timeline here is... It's in October, right? Because, like, uh, Peter Parker looks at a... Uh, some lights yeah and i'm assuming it's Holly halloween mm-hmm. i don't know how the weather is in new york and halloween but <laughs> i'm sure it's cold uh by the way where's wong going yeah did he just jump into the well, movie we're about to talk yeah no, okay. probably maybe and wong's pretty busy in this next saga yeah. like he's, he's getting around good he's good for him it looks like he's like the the agent colson of this new era. Which is so much more interesting than having Agent Coulson. Who, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He deserved to die. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, uh, but who am I kidding? I'm going to watch the damn movie. I mean, oh, God, I'll yeah. be there opening night, IMAX. Uh, I'll, I'll be a kid again. The whole nine yards. <laughs> yeah, everything. I'll be there. Although, I do want to see Green Goblin in that test footage mask. Yeah! I want to see it. I know we're going to get the Power Rangers licking uh, robot suit. I-, I know. I don't mind that one. Eh, it's right. it's it's, just, it's iconic at this point. It is. It really is. There's a nostalgic to it. But if you watch the test footage screen like of that mask, it looks The creep- comic accurate mask, yeah. Yes, it's creepy as hell. And I would love to see that mask one day. Um, who knows? And that's why I was like, oh, like we could have gotten our own version of MCU Green Goblin. Yeah. But... That's just wishful. Yeah, thinking. every everyone was thinking like, oh, who bought the Avengers Tower? Oh, could it be Norman Osborn? No, no it's, it's probably just going to be Fantastic some, Four. Yeah. It's the Baxter building. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's Fantastic Four, for sure. Um, yeah, at this point. Yeah. Before we get into our main topic, theory time, who do you think is going to be the Sinister Six? Okay. So it's Green Goblin, Electro, uh, Doc Ock, mm-hmm. uh, Mysterio. Oh, you think, I don't think he's dead. You think Jake Gyllenhaal is coming back, huh? Yeah. Okay. Um, why wouldn't he? It, yeah. Marvel paycheck. That's true. Um, that's Sony Disney check now. Yeah. Um, then you need two more. Yeah. Uh, Vulture's in prison, so not him. Okay. Um. Okay. Uh, well, who do you think? Fill in the last two for me. Uh, okay, well, for sure, we already know who's confirmed. Yeah, okay, so who's the other half for Yeah, you? Well, the other half. For me, it's Vulture, okay. for sure. Um, 
I'm seeing people are, are like looking into the trailer and they see Sandman in there. Oh, I love to see Sandman in there. Uh, he's a, one of the original uh, Sinister Six members. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm gonna go. Yeah, I I'll go with Mysterio. Yeah, so we have Electro, Jamie Fox, Afro Molina's Doc Ock, Willem Dafoe's. We're not even talking about that. We might get the chance of seeing Alfred Molina's Doc Ock and Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin sharing the screen. I'm very excited about that because in the comics, like, Doc Ock and Norman Osborn's relationship is just bad. <laughs> like, they're allies, they're enemies, they want to kill Spider-Man, they want to kill each other. There's a whole, like, there's a series I have uh, in the comics of, like, that whole superior spider-man where doc ock is his mind is in peter parker and then he has to deal with norman osborne and it's a whole thing it's freaking awesome um anyways i'm gonna i'll geek out another time uh but yeah i I would go michael keaton you i want to see michael keaton's vulture i want to see that too and i think it's gonna happen I think they've been. If they're but gonna, the fact that in um, Morbius he's still in prison, they're gonna break him out. It, it, we'll get a nice prison break, and he'll still be in prison at the end of the day. It's yeah, crazy. yeah, yeah. And, and it's just weird to me that we're kind of uh, shooting that shot already of Sinister Six already. I feel like it's too soon. Well, especially with, with like, all the politics going on behind the scenes. It, the, it, to me, it's not surprising. Like to me, this is like. Last ditch. If there, if this is the last movie that Kevin Feige is gonna have with Spider Man, yeah, then of course he's gonna do it already. But I feel like Sony was like, we've been banking on a Sinister Six for like ten years already. <laughs> we want to do what Spider Verse did. Marvel make it happen, and they're yeah. like, they're like, all right, well, Doctor Strange, uh, and okay, we were talking about this earlier, but like the repercussions of Loki. Have yeah. No, have no. Okay. So what I thought was like the whole multiverse, like uh, Molina being confirmed. Like, okay, great. What happens in Loki is gonna somehow like uh, mess with Peter Parker somehow, and he's gonna have to go on his own multiverse adventure. But then it's like, no, Doctor Strange messed up the multiverse. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so we have like three different events where the multiverse got messed up. Did this all coincidentally happen at the same time, or? Uh, that's what i'm thinking at this point the fact that nothing that there's no real no one's feeling the effects of anything yet makes me feel like loki just came too early yeah and would it's just throwing everything else off yeah um but yeah maybe everything is just gonna freak out that would that would be a marvel thing like everything just happened at the same time and now everything's just (laughs) way beyond belief and it just so happens to be messy with the multiverse yeah yeah i i I like it simple nice coincidence i would have liked it to be just simple like loki did this whole chain reaction like he did in the first you know saga yeah he like kicked off the whole thanos infinity saga where he did it again but not (laughs) him because it was uh, not lady loki but what's her name sylvie sylvie yeah she really you know did what she did um I I would have liked for that to be uh, just to change everything in the multiverse. That's what I thought was going to happen. But then Doctor Strange, the one that's supposed to be the responsible one, doesn't make anything any better. He made it worse. He wasn't wasn't trying to make it worse. 
But he didn't make it any better. <laughs> All right. But yeah, we're going to watch it. So Isn't it funny how we talked more about the Spider-Man trailer than we did about Free Guy? Val <laughs> or oh. Free Guy? Yeah. No, but Val was great. Damn you. Uh, <laughs> all right let's uh well we're on the topic we might as well go back oh uh, what would you rate the trailer <laughs> no all right uh let's move on yeah let's uh the latest and greatest mcu movie is like what 25th 26th something like that yeah shang chi and the legend of the ten rings oh my god has a 92 percent on rotten tomatoes yeah people are eating this up wow okay martial arts master shang chi confronts the past he thought he left behind when he's drawn into the web. So we're, wow. Uh, the mysterious <laughs> Ten Rings organization. <laughs> Spider-Man's in the movie? Yeah. Um, directed, what? Dustin Daniel Creighton? I thought, oh, okay. I had no idea who the director was. Yeah, but, neither did I. Yeah, um, and it's starring. I mean, it's, it's a Marvel movie. That doesn't really matter. Yeah, it's true. Unless it's Guardians. Unless it's Guardians. Love you, uh, James Gunn. Uh, Shang-Chi. 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 We had a whole lesson in the movie. <laughs> I love how the movie kind of just took a break. Like, we're going to teach everyone how to say the damn name. Yeah. Uh, Shang-Chi, played by uh, Simu Liu. Simu Liu. Damn. I hope he's not listening. Because <laughs> I know he's always on Twitter like, yeah. get my name fucking right. <laughs> and here I am. I mean no disrespect. Aquafina. Aquafina. Plays Katie. And we have... Well, not the Mandarin. It says Mandarin here, but his name's not the Mandarin. No, he's, uh, Shang-Chi's dad. <laughs> uh, playing Shang-Chi's dad is Tony Lung Shua. I think that's how you say it. What'd you think of Shang-Chi? Um, this is the movie that I was talking about, uh, that had too many flashbacks. But before we get into that, oh. um, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Definitely, yeah. It was saw it in IMAX. Yes. Yeah, okay, so context, like, of our review itself. This is the first time we were in person. We're in a hotel room. Yeah. It's a nice hotel. And uh, we just saw it uh, in IMAX. And usually, I try to watch a movie we're going to talk about, like, a couple days before. That way, I, we, I could get, like, my thoughts and mind around it. But we just watched it. Yeah, like, and six hours ago. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shoot. Well, Anyways, we came out of it like four hours ago. Well, it's less time than a couple days. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just really fresh off the movie watching it. And yeah, I, I was kind of like nervous about this movie uh, just because of Black Widow. Like what we've seen from Black Widow. I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, like, okay, we're just, it's another Marvel movie. And then especially watching the Suicide Squad. Yeah. So my expectations were like uh, pretty high, but not really like for Marvel. You know, mm -hmm. but like coming off of Suicide Squad, I was like, nothing's going to top this. And um, I still prefer the Suicide Squad. Yeah. But that's more of my alley anyways. Um, this movie's got it all. Two completely different movies, though. Yes. To be fair, yeah. And this movie's got it all, baby. It's got comedy. It's got drama. You know. Uh, daddy it, issues. Daddy, daddy didn't love me. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Austin Powers. That's what I thought of. <laughs> daddy didn't love me. Uh, we got um, romance. Yeah. We got action. We got sci-fi and fantasy. We got even a little bit of horror in there. Yeah. All we needed was a damn cowboy. And we would have covered all the movie genres in one movie. And um, it it worked. Yeah. It, like, it did not not work. 
Uh, it, um, I feel like this is going to become the ground level for the MCU going forward. Okay. Um, like how Black Widow was the MCU for the past. Like that's mm. average MCU movie. Yeah. From the Infinity Saga. Mm-hmm. Um, which, by the way, um, real quick, I got an email from Alma Drafthouse saying that. Phase four kicks off with Shang-Chi. It's like, they're rewriting history now? (laughs) I thought phase four started with... Black Widow. Yeah. But I guess Black Widow is just part of the Infinity Saga now. Yeah. It should should be. More reason why it should have came out ten years ago. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, um, Shang-Chi is good. Yeah. I I think it really is a great starting off point for the next phase. Yes. Like, it truly felt like this character was going to be like the next generation of Avengers. Uh, I could see him totally in the team. Especially with the fact like at the end, not, not to spoil too much, but yeah, a character's like your lives are going to be changed from here on out. And you just got to be prepared for this right now. There's, there's no going back. Yeah. And that, that really just makes it even feel more like, all right, let's go. Yeah. This is the first time in a while that I felt like, an MCU movie doesn't feel like an MCU movie. Like it, it felt like a lot of production went into it and a lot of care went into it. Mm-hmm. Like our characters are actually like fleshed out. Yeah. And it just feels so natural. Um, I didn't mind the flashbacks uh, as much. It, it threw off the pacing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think it towards the, in the beginning, it kind of threw me off a little bit, but I think at that point, Towards the middle, I kind of got used to it. Okay, yeah. And then, like, especially the end, how it kind of plays out. I Mm -hmm. thought it was fine. Um, The cast is great. I know I'm going to butcher all their names. But um, Aquafina, I was scared about her. Yeah, I I was really scared for a Raya situation. But thankfully, she's just uh, uh, Jumanji 2 Aquafina. (laughs) Yeah. Not Crazy Rich Asians Aquafina. No. But... Jumanji too. Hey, I liked her in Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, she was great in Crazy Rich yeah, Asians. That, oh, but to me, that's like her that, peak. Yeah, the over the top. No, to me, Crazy Rich Asians is like peak Aquafina. That's okay, okay, when okay. she's used best. Oh, okay. Raya is when she's over the top. Okay. And Jumanji terms, 2 is right in the middle. In terms of comedy, yeah. Uh, the farewell. We can't. Oh let, yeah, let's farewell. Not forget about the farewell. Yeah. Uh, I think the one that steals the show for me is uh, Tony, uh, the dad. Yes. I uh, can't find his freaking name and even if i did i couldn't pronounce it but <laughs> it's because i'm stupid um, <laughs> but i thought he was great uh i i like that whole dynamic i kind of rolled my eyes at the whole father-son relationship but playing out in the movie i thought it was well done i thought it was great mm-hmm. uh, even the dad even though he's not fully redeemable uh you get where he's coming from yeah you know like you there's tropes and uh, villains where they kind of like blinded and they just have this passion or this uh this directing they want to do like their mission but here you kind of sympathize with him you're like oh well i mean you're not the best person and what you're doing is not great but i'll give I, it to you i get it yeah you know it's a love of your life uh, not to get into the plot or anything uh the cast is great i, I think from the sister yes uh, i didn't i didn't had no i had I really went in this blind. I had really no idea what was going to happen, like the plot or anything. And I think the trailers, the marketing, did a great job at, like, hiding that. Mm -hmm. There were some things which I wish they would have hidden. Like, uh, I mean, it's in the trailers. Um, The dragon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wish, like, 
even if it's just that one shot underwater, yeah. they, they should have saved that for the movie. Yeah. Um, and the fact that he gets the ten rings, the, it's, the a, it's in all the promo art and everything. I get it. The battle at the to, end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just some things I wish they would have. But from the trailers, um, the one thing that I gave it credit for was it didn't look like an MCU movie from mm. the trailers. And like you said, that stayed true in the whole movie. It doesn't really, even with the cameos that we get, it didn't feel like a Marvel movie. No, it didn't. It feels um, like its own movie, which is great. Yeah, and even like the beginning where we get the backstory of like the dad and the mom, mm-hmm. like that whole like little scene right there was so beautiful. Like, yeah. The, okay, finally, thank you, Marvel, for hiring a freaking fight coordinator. Yeah. Like, oh my <laughs> god! Like it took them to make a martial arts movie to like, hey, maybe we should hire somebody who can choreograph a fight. Like, it took you that really. Oh, it's been how long? <laughs> it's an action series. Yes, like comic books. The people fight. You know, hire a freaking fight coordinator, and it's no surprise that this movie is the best. Like fight scenes. Yes, like it's great. The bus scene com- in this movie compared to the one in Captain oh. Marvel is night and day. Oh yeah, it's fun. Oh, oh my yeah. god. Yeah, you, you talk about Cat- uh, Black Widow. Oh my god! Like, oh. it, it's like the action that you don't know even like what's going on here. It's planned out. It's shot well. It, you could see what is happening, and you feel it like it, every hit, every movement. Like th- there's that knife flip that I think is in the trailer. Yeah, but like even seeing it in action in the movie, it's like oh my god! It's great. Yeah, and I haven't felt like this since Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Like the action mm-hmm. and all that. So. Finally, thanks, Marvel. Just, I don't know, whoever you hired... It's about damn time. Keep them on for every movie. Don't <laughs> yeah. care what it is. Uh, what else? Uh, the score was uh, fine. I thought it was cool. I, I think Shang-Chi has his own theme now. Yeah, they which, which is good. Like, yeah. it, if there's anything that Marvel movies have been lacking, it's the fact that there's no themes. Yeah. Um, but they've been working on that in yeah. the past five years. Yeah. Um, the CGI... Uh, oh yeah, yeah. It, it's noticeable it, green screen, and especially towards the end in that third act, the, it, there was like a good fifteen seconds where I'm like, "Oh my god, what is? What am I looking at right now?" Let's be fair. The third act kind of goes into like, uh, and and not like what we talked about, uh, the Candyman, where it kind of becomes a completely different movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, it's where you go into a whole new world, and you just have to go with it. Yeah, well, I mean, that's And I don't think it breaks fine. the movie at all. Like, no. it's fine. It works. It does work. Uh, it, it's just, uh, just get used to it. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it just becomes more and more. And, I mean, that's just going to be the MCU from here on out. It's just, oh, yeah. get used to it. Yeah. If you're not on board, like, if, with the past three years of MCU stuff, mm-hmm. starting from Guardians, even Doctor Strange. Yeah. If, if starting from there, if you haven't been on board, then it, it's a lost cause. You just don't watch marvel anymore but yeah. i feel like the majority of people are are on board for the ride mm-hmm. which is great the fact that they're unafraid to get weird as weird as they get in this movie <laughs> yeah um the cgi in black widow too but i feel like th- that's just all because of the pandemic like people are working from home they're having to do the cgi at home um i'm just tired of seeing like people in front of his uh camera and then like you know right behind them is a green screen the note the green screen was 
Oh, it was atrocious. Yeah. It was the worst it's ever been for the MCU. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I think... I don't know when they're going to start using the... Uh, what they used for Mandalorian. Yeah. That dome-like thing. Uh, they need to start quick. <laughs> I, I could have sworn Shang-Chi was going to be using that method. Um, I guess not, because... It would have looked uh, so I mean, much better. It, it was supposed to come out last year. Okay, then no. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like, what's the newest one coming out after this? Not Eternal. I don't think Eternals is using it either. Cause no. that was, um, I think Eternals are actually maybe, going to places to Maybe Doctor them. Strange? Uh, I would assume so, yeah. Uh, Either uh, If not, Thor. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Thor, for sure. Multiverse of Madness, I'm pretty sure them as well oh sam raimi using that <laughs> he's gonna have a great time <laughs> yeah um shang chi yes uh so yeah in, in black widow it was the cgi was noticeable um like bad cgi but i didn't mention it then because it, it wasn't too bad mm-hmm. but this one it was like holy crap <laughs> and you know what uh a movie about family and black widow i felt more connected to this family yeah compared to that one so much family movies yes and i feel like this one so many yes and i feel like this one felt more appropriate than the other ones that we've seen mm-hmm. uh like black widow and f9 and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um coming soon <laughs> um i, I loved it i love the re- relationship between uh shang chi and the sister Shang-Chi and the father, especially, and even with the mother, like mm-hmm. uh, you feel her presence, um, kind of spoilerish, but, um, when she's not there too, like mm-hmm. you feel her presence and, um, it was heartwarming. It was, it was great to see a MCU movie, uh, actually have heart instead of telling you it has heart. Yes. The one thing that I Notice besides the bad CGI in the third act was the fact that there wasn't really much dialogue, any useless dialogue. Mm. Like this thing is happening over here. Oh yeah, yeah. This thing just happened. That wasn't there. It was mostly just action, and you were just along for the ride. And I think that like er- the way everything was set was pretty uh, simple for that reason. Yeah. Like here's uh, where all the fights happening. Here's a big body of water. And then here's this thing here. And so everyone knows where everyone's at. And so I think for that reason, they didn't have to use all that type of dialogue. Great. Yeah, that's all you need. Just a simple good, set piece. Good geography in your movie. That It makes the world. That's all we need. It's all we're asking for. <laughs> I feel like... Competent directors. Yeah. And we're like, I'm, again, I, I hate to compare it, but it does it to itself. Black Widow, where we have a big old spaceship in the sky and everything looks gray and uh, just bleak and this one it's colorful so much color like oh gee thanks. even the weapons yes even the weapons and uh, it's uh, er- the way like the costume design too is just mm-hmm. so it's nice it's great it's embracing comics thank you for and doing the that. culture too oh yeah definitely the culture it's it's such a it's a great blend of both mm mm-hmm. mhm I know we talk about like you know certain movies when they go overseas they get altered or you know whatever. I'm really curious to see what kind of cut Chinese audiences got mm-hmm. compared to what we got. I also wonder how China's just going to react in general to this movie because they don't really treat Chinese pandering American movies 
too well. Yeah, like, that's the biggest criticism they've had about us. Like, they always say, oh, you think we're stupid. Like, you think because you have Chinese characters that we're going to buy your tickets, but we're not easily fooled like that. Yeah. Um, This one doesn't seem like that. Uh, like that mm-hmm. it seems like it came from a good place um but at the same time like who was asking for a shang chi movie uh yeah but hey i mean kevin feige's gonna do whatever he wants like, and I- i'm glad we got it yeah yeah it was a pleasant surprise and i simu leo like his charisma both on and off screen like yeah. he's so into this character and i'm so happy for him yeah he his range too was great here yeah like everything like make you sad make you laugh uh, just make you feel that pain too, you know, of losing someone, and then also to face your dad. Mm-hmm. My goodness, that's heavy. You raised the killer. Is this what you wanted? Yeah. Ah. Yeah. I mean, I got enough family problems as it is, <laughs> man. But uh, yeah, teach their own. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I recommend this movie. I, Absolutely. Um. Oh, I was gonna talk about uh like minor characters that I think very few people get upset about. Uh, like Taser Fist, mm. it just seems like real like one note. Yeah. Uh, there's another person, uh, the one that trained him. Yeah. With the with the, the Kabuki mask. Yeah, 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 that. Um, they kind of are there. It's fine. Uh, but they're not really like these A-list characters that nah, anyone just... would get upset about. You know, like a Green Goblin. Like, whoa, yeah. he's just there for what? <laughs> a, a minute? Like Taskmaster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got upset about Taskmaster, didn't I? I think so, uh, the yeah. The Black Widow one. Yeah, but these characters are like, yeah, they're fine. It's fine. Uh, anything else? Let me see. Uh, there's one character that I want to say for spoilers. Okay. Okay. Um, then let's go into spoilers. Okay. All right. Um, I'd give Shang-Chi um, at least an 8. I, I'm going to yeah. sit strong at an 8. Yeah. I'll meet you there, too. I'll give it a good 8. I recommend it over uh, over Black, Black Widow. Yeah, if you were sure. to watch an MCU movie this weekend, go watch Shang Chi. Yeah, man, I really wish we would have had like a uh, a good break after Endgame, and like we did. I mean, it well, wasn't on purpose. Well, then we got like Spider Man afterwards. Yeah, and then we got like the Disney Plus shows. Okay, yeah, yeah, and then Black Widow. And it's like, oh my god, like. <laughs> Yeah, but I really wish we would have had, like, Endgame be the last thing and give us, like, two years of a break of nothing. Like, a drought of Marvel, which I know Disney hates to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, the audience retention! <laughs> yeah. Uh, two years, like... People are still gonna come around. That's so stupid, like, the retention. Like, really? Like, you know how long they had to wait for Star Wars Empire Strikes Back? And yeah! And Empire Strikes Back, it was three years. Like, that's what George Lucas said. He's like, three years, you need a... a uh, a year to like pre-production, a year post post-production, release it. Like that's how movies are supposed to be made, Disney. Mm-hmm. Instead uh, of just cramming it all in a any year. But I wish it would have been Endgame, two years, and then Shang Chi, because it really felt like a great introduction to the next saga. Yeah, like it really did, and I was surprised about that. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll give it an eight. Give it a nice eight. Spoilers. Um. Um, yeah, spoilers from here on out. Yeah, who who did you want to bring up? Ben Kingsley. Oh yeah, he was great. He was. I knew we were gonna get him. Like, See, I didn't even think about that. I was waiting. I was like, 
they have to like show him somehow like and i didn't know when or where or how they bring him up in the movie and i thought that's all we were gonna get yeah but i was like no they're gonna they have to show him right but he played a huge like well not huge but a bigger role than we thought yeah and he is great like (laughs) okay are you over the mandarin now i'm I have to re- after watching I, I Sean have Ch- to rewatch Iron Man three now. Okay, because now I'm getting a different perspective of this whole thing. Like especially with the Mandarin, the real you know uh, Shang Chi's dad saying like, uh, you know what uh, they did to like make America scared? Like they made a carbon copy of me and, and they named, named him after an, an orange. orange. Like and that's what made your whole like country like bend to its knee. And I was like, okay, that's cool. That's great. And especially the Mandarin, its history in comics being a very bad stereotype, uh, Fu Manchu kind of stereotype. Mm-hmm. So it's great that they took it and made it its own. Uh, so now I, w- I want to watch Iron Man 3 again and have a different perspective on it. But Ben Kingsley is <laughs> great. Like, he's just having a fun time. Yeah. Like, I wonder how long he was on set. I wonder too, but he, like, every time he's on, I know there's, like, a serious moment in the movie, but they showed him, and I <laughs> laugh, because he's just so funny to look at. Uh, yeah, his persona. His hair, well, he, he had his hair long in the last one, yeah. but he has it down in this one, and it just makes him goofier for some reason. He kind of looked like Jesus a little bit, <laughs> but he kind of looks like a, like a real method actor, just, like, real into it, uh, and he's a gesture yeah. <laughs> for the Mandarin. Uh, it's so, <laughs> I was getting a uh, simple Jack vibes, like from oh. Tropic Thunder, <laughs> they put him in front of the, <laughs> the village to perform. That's what I was thinking of him, like Ben Stiller and Tropic Thunder. <laughs> uh, he was great though. Ben Kingsley's great. What's Loved the him. little creature? What's I have no name? idea. I, I don't know, but it started, what? Morris. That's just, right. Yeah. It just came in my head. Uh, thank, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Inner voice. But yeah, Morris is fun. It was, uh, oh, thank God. You can see him too. <laughs> yeah, it was all on his head. Wait, are we in spoilers? We are, right? Yeah. Okay, great. Um, they're setting up Thunderbolts. I don't know if you noticed that. but What's Thunderbolts? Okay, so in the comics, you have uh, thun- Thunderbolt. I'm so glad you're the comic nerd. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Thunderbolt Ross, who is the general that hates Hulk, and we've seen him in a couple movies played by... Uh, John Hurt. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so he's in charge of uh, like kind of Suicide Squad in a bit, but he doesn't really uh, threaten their lives. Mm-hmm. They're just very anti-heroes that will do these covert covert missions, and uh, it consists. It, it kind of varies. It, it could be you could pick and choose your characters, but people are rumoring that it's going to be Taskmaster, which is why the helmet is. The one that gives you powers instead of the person, which I have a problem with. Uh, but in this movie, you see Wong and Abomination, who is from the first Incredible Hulk movie, but he's now mutated and he looks more like his comic book version. That's supposed to be Abomination? Yes, he's evolved now. Oh my is, god! Yeah, which is great. And when you see him and Wong like uh, having a powwow at the back, like, oh, good sparring match, whatever. And you see <laughs> and you see the, the ring, the teleport thing and they go back and he's like oh we still need to work on it which is kind of weird to me uh what i'm thinking is abomination is in that uh prison that's underwater that we saw in civil war Mm -hmm. okay i'm guessing that 
Thunderbolt Ross is creating this team, the Thunderbolts, which will consist of Taskmaster, Abomination, uh, maybe Baron Zemo, uh, a couple of other anti-heroes. And they're going to be their own like little dark version of the Avengers, which is fine, whatever. Um, that's cool that they're setting up. But yeah, that's Abomination. Wow. And uh, Tim Roth actually voiced him. I didn't catch that. Yeah, and I think Tim Roth is actually coming back for the She-Hulk series. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so that's the version we'll see. Because he has, like, fins for uh, ears. Uh-huh. That's how he's supposed to look in in the comics. Oh, okay. And, like, we're in The Incredible Hulk. He looks like just, just a blob, just ugly. An abomination. An abomination, yeah. <laughs> But it's cool that he's evolving. That's kind of cool. Uh, What else? There's another thing. Uh, do uh, we want to talk about like post credit scenes or? Oh yeah, uh, he Bruce Banner's not Hulk anymore. He's Bruce. Yeah, he still has a broken arm. I mean, th- I think that's just his arm being scarred from the Infinity Gauntlet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To show continuity, yeah. yeah. But but he's not Hulk anymore. Again, yeah. another thing with Hulk that happens off screen. Yeah, poor Hulk man. He <laughs> he's gotten like the short end of this. He really has. Yeah. Uh, they don't know what to do with him for the movies at least they really don't um which is so weird because he has such a storied history in the comics yes and they haven't even touched on it but i feel like Mm-mm. the bruce banner story has kind of ended already which is why we're getting she hulk yeah so maybe they'll just all the good stuff of hulk they'll just give to she hulk which is fine because she hulk to me has never been interesting as a character which will be great for the series yeah but aside from her being a lawyer and that's all cool and stuff yeah which we'll get uh, but yeah, we're going to see this abomination. Uh, I have a question though. Cause like when you, you won't answer cause nobody knows, but Wong is training abomination to be in the Thunderbolts, which is weird. I thought he was just like doing the commentary, like as the rigged fight. I thought that was just part of the underground fighting thing. Maybe, but like, uh, from what I saw in the, the little teleporting ring, he's taking him back to his prison cell. If you see inside. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, which is weird to me. But, I mean, they'll explain it later down the line. Or not. Who yeah. Knows? The, again, like you said in the Black Widow review, it's just another thing that we'll find out later. We'll set up and and they kind of address it and they kind of make it uh, part of the continuity. Uh, oh, the beacon. Uh, the Ten Rings are actually a beacon. Yeah, I don't know what that's setting up. I have no idea, but it's like calling out. From somewhere, and I thought it was going to get into the multiverse thing, like that's where it came from, but they even established in the movie that the Ten Rings are from another universe. Yeah. So. Like, it's nothing that uh, they have in the, what, what is, what are the, the uh, Codex? Yeah. Nothing that they have in the Codex. Mm-mm. Bruce Banner can't trace it. Captain Marvel can't trace it. She's there. Yeah. Um, I thought she had her black and gold suit. Yeah, me too. It for a little like bit. That. And then zoom out and it's just navy and red. Yeah. Which yeah. is weird how it looked black and gold. It did, right? Like, yeah. I thought it was only one. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, they're giving her a different look. Cool. And then, like, they show the blue and the red. And, like, was I her hair at... grew out. Yeah. In a year. Hey, man. The, the, <laughs> the snap did a lot of things. Yeah. About half the population back and it brought hair back apparently um what else? not a lot like going on like in terms of moving the mc forward no it which, does a lot of great establishing which again like this is 
a great starting off point, not only for Shang-Chi himself, but for Phase 4. Yeah. It's just real grounded in itself, and it mm-hmm. just... At the end, it kickstarts the rest, but mm-hmm. it, the rest of the movie isn't bogged down by that. Yeah. It tells its story that it wants to tell. Yeah. And it's great. All the family drama, it's it's great. I, I have no other words. How did you feel about like the whole uh, the cave and the, the, the creatures coming out? Um. I thought... It turns into like a monster movie there at the yeah. end, too. I'm telling you, every genre's in this movie. It, it, this it's got, it's this got movie has everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, soul-sucking demons. <laughs> uh, ben Kingsley with a little... <laughs> a dog with wings and no face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, it, it was fine. I, I thought it was okay. It was interesting that the, the fact that, like... It, it was calling out to uh yeah uh tony leung's character yeah like hey i'm your dead wife come save me yeah i thought the logic was kind of weird like because okay we're in spoilers so (laughs) did he go out for groceries when the mom died like yeah i guess he was just out on the out for groceries yeah, yeah and he's like oh uh did he like just do away with the ten rings, like when he started the family. Yeah, he put them in a box, well, put like, them away. My thing too was like the people that came and wanted to uh, kill the wife. By the way, you don't need thirty men to do that. Oh my goodness! <laughs> like I was like, oh, we're gonna get a fight scene. I know she's gonna die, but you know, and then like twenty more men come in. I'm like, yeah, right, that's not fair. But all of them were dead, though. To me, it showed. Wait, who's dead? All the twenty guys. Oh, okay, and... yeah, but to me, like if. If the Mandarin knew that he was doing all this crap, like, he's still, like, trying to be, like, the overlord. Well, he wasn't. He was trying to have a family. But and then, then like, these guys came out of nowhere. And then, like, you, your husband needs to pay for his sins. And we're going to kill ago. you. Okay. Okay. Then that's fine, I guess. But, like, if he knew he had enemies out there, like, wouldn't you want to, like... I mean... He- he knew he had enemies. He's like, been alive for like a thousand years. But wouldn't you want to seclude your family in a safe location? Like I, up in the mountains somewhere? I thought they were. But apparently <laughs> some, only... an art, a, just a group of guys can like, hey, uh, we have beef with your husband. It's like a no front door at all. Yeah. Like they're in the middle of their house. Like uh, The lack of security kind of, that was on him. Couldn't have knocked? Could have. Oh, Did that one know? guy, the the... The funny guy with the hair and he was shirtless most of the time. Remember him? He was someone like, hey, you're going to be in the fight. Oh, uh, Ronnie Chen. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. I'd like to see more of him, like, in the next Shang-Chi movie. Yeah, I'd like to see I'm, I'm sure we will. Yeah. Oh, that the ten, wing, ten uh, wings will return. <laughs> ten, ten wings. wings. <laughs> uh, oh, the, the sister is still bad? Is she bad? Uh... Is it gonna be like a not, like a Black Widow situation where like they're bad but they're like badasses kind of bad? I don't, I don't Cause know. Because like, because like Ten Rings is still going on, he, but it's got graffiti this time. Yeah, Shang Chi said that she was disbanding all yeah, of her, she her dad. She's a new coat of paint. Yeah, it's gonna be like a nebula situation where it's like a a bad person, but like she's redeemable. I don't think she's a bad person. I feel like she's just. Ten well, Rings are a terror, terrorist organization. 
She's continuing that. Yeah. Anyways. I don't know what Feige has up his sleeve. I, I thought Ten Rings would have been done with. Me too. But oh well. they will return. Ten Rings will return. All right. Is that the, what the next Shang-Chi movie is going to be about? Like Ten the, Rings again? I hope not. Yeah. I don't know. Why is it still being called the Ten Rings? Name recognition? Maybe. Because like Ten Rings, Iron Man, and mm. has that. I don't know. He Ask, has the Ten Rings. You know Kevin Feige's Twitter. Ask him. I'm going to shoot him a tweet right now. I'll shoot him a DM. All right. Let's, let's wrap this damn thing up. If anything, every time I watch these damn Marvel movies, it reminds me more and more that I'm out of shape. <laughs> like <laughs> there was a funny little shot of uh uh sean he took his shirt off for the for the fight in the underground fight yeah. thing and aquafina's like huh <laughs> <laughs> where's your shirt i don't know uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and i cried a little trailers misled us a little bit oh. uh we were get we thought we were gonna get a fight scene with uh abomination turned out to be and shang chi but we didn't get that no that was pretty clear that it was wong was it in the trailers yeah because he does a little uh the little spell thing the little shield spell yeah in the trailers yeah there, was... there's even in the trailer you see uh shang chi fight the sister yeah i i knew that but i thought he was fighting abomination too because he no. gets knocked out and then like Aqu- they cut to aquafina like you got this oh okay yeah maybe in the first one yeah. But the second one kind of confirmed it was Wong in there. I didn't catch that. See, tells how much I pay attention. How dare you. All right. Well, that's going to be it for us here. Yeah. Uh, so, Jackson, thank you for joining me. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, you're a terrible host. <laughs> hey. Uh, yeah. We always, there's always the next one. Can I do a proper outro? Yeah, go for it. Thank you. Uh, well, that's going to be it for us here. Uh, thank you so much to our listeners. We actually have a live audience here. Thank you for sweating with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now thank you know you. what we have to go through. Uh, oh, but yeah, thank you for joining us on this episode. And for those listening, uh, Jackson, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jackson underscore DML. And you can follow me on my personal Twitter at DylanMM5. Don't forget to like, share, follow all that social media stuff on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram pages. Also on the platforms that you listen to us on Spotify, Apple podcast, Google podcast, Amazon music and Stitcher. I'll give Stitcher a try one day, but be sure to download, follow or subscribe. If possible, leave a review. Yes, please do. Yeah. Greatest. Uh, however you feel yeah. five stars would be great. Yeah. Michelin is what? Three, four, four, three. Yeah, give the old no. Don't don't give, <laughs> don't us, give us three because <laughs> that's not an apple. Use it. We're not in the food business yet, <laughs> just yet. Uh, don't forget to turn on the notifications on the show and let us know what you think about what we talked about on this episode by giving us your questions, comments, and or feedback. This is the Cinema Show. Remember, all films are subjective, and it's, and all, it's all about, about perspective. perspective. Hey, have a great day and a better tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs>